Street Epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. No, but uh, so I'm a youth pastor. I'm actually in Naples, Florida. I've been a Christian uh, pretty much. Well, let me say this. I was raised in church. And I've been an active Christian for probably since I was 16. Uh, I am not an apologist. I am not a theologian. I do have questions that I do not have answers for. There are things I do not understand, and I'm not afraid to say that. I think too many Christians pander along, and they try and come up with an answer because it feels that they discredit their faith by saying, I don't know. I'm not one of those. So if you are to ask something, I'm going to tell you honestly uh, if I know it or not or if I need to research it. And we can have a conversation about it at a later time if it's something I want to research. Um, that's the courtesy that David Smalley gave me when we talked. We talked about uh, a few issues. We talked about God's morality. We talked about the morality of man. We went into the – he actually found me. I don't know if you're familiar with TikTok. Are you? The app? Yeah. Yeah, my daughter. No. Okay, so massive app. It, it's it's to be quite honest with you, it's it, it's way better than YouTube in terms of just gaining uh, gaining followers. Or but can you talk for three anything. hours like like I am? You can. You can. Yeah. You can. You can actually do lives on TikTok, and if you gain a following from that, you can reach a massive audience more far more than YouTube. To be quite honest, there's there's a girl right now, and she went viral on there. She just a girl who dances in her bedroom and not even not even horrible dancing. I can do it's that. Not that type of, it's not that type of dancing. Let me be completely clear. The app is extremely clean for the most part. And uh, there's this 15 year old girl who just does little dances in her bedroom. She went viral and she has 6.4 million followers. So well, it, it's pretty insane. But uh, he found me on TikTok. And he found me with a video I created called uh, Dealing with the Omni Omnipotence Paradox. Uh, someone asked me a question. If God is all-powerful, can he uh, create a rock so heavy that he can't lift it? So the stone paradox. And in doing that on TikTok, uh, David Smalley found me and wanted to talk to me. And that was kind of what our conversation was about. But... Like I said, I'm, I'm not afraid to say I don't know something. I can research, I can study, and I'm still learning, and I can guarantee in this conversation, regardless of where it goes, uh, you're going to have a lot more knowledge under your belt just because – and this is nothing against you on your age. <laughs> I'm not saying anything against your age. I'm just saying with, with age comes wisdom, and I'm still learning. So uh, if there are questions I can't answer, I will not try to pander. But, okay. Uh, yeah, let's 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 do your uh, experiment. Okay. So the first thing that pops in your head: uh, Why are you a Christian? Get, just give me a short one sentence answer. Why I'm a Christian? Just one one reason, not like the whole thing. Just give me a reason. Yeah. It doesn't have to be yeah. a good one, right? Uh, listen, listen. I'm pen I'm Pentecostal. We can talk forever. Okay. So uh, probably the main reason is because of. Uh, I would just say the overwhelming love of Jesus, the the this overwhelming love that I that I feel in terms of God's presence. Um, 
Okay, that's good. It's that's good. something tangible to me. Okay, give me a different reason. Okay. Um, experiences that I've had in my own life. Uh, I had an experience when I was, um, oh. Well, I don't want to hear it yet. We'll, we'll get there. So, oh, okay. So, um, so, so experiences. How, how is your life. second reason different from your first? How is my second reason? Uh, because they deal with completely two opposite spectrums spiritually. One has to deal with heaven and one has to deal with hell. Which one deals with heaven? Uh, the love of Jesus, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Quick intellectual jab there. And um, the experiences that you've had here on earth was more the hell one. Uh, no, here on earth, both. I mean, um, the love of Jesus I consider very personal to me here on earth uh, in, in terms of, like I said, getting into his presence. And the other the other one that we can get into a little later deals with uh, actually what you were talking about a little earlier in the stream having to do with uh, uh, demons. So, okay. so well, the reason why I ask is so far I'm only hearing one reason why you believe in Christianity because when you say love of Jesus and you said you feel his presence and so forth, that's an experience. And then mm -hmm. I asked for a second reason, and you said your experiences. Um, so we should should we just lump that as just one reason, because it's all under experiences. Uh, well, the love of Jesus, I wouldn't call an experience. I would call a, uh, and a lifestyle, honestly. An experience, it, I think it can be categorized into one event that but happened in my life. The question is, why life. are you choosing that lifestyle? So, the, uh, like, why are you a Christian? Why are you a follower of Christ? I have experiences. Give me another reason. Like uh, I can help you out here. Okay. You mentioned Tyra before. Is yeah. that is prophecy a reason? Well, I think I think prophecy is a very valid reason because if any uh, any book any human had the ability to tell the future, um, that's something that goes beyond okay. far beyond anything natural. Let's think of a. Uh, let's just try to get like two or three or maybe even four more is there another reason we got ex personal experiences we got prophecy anything else of why you're a Christian? uh i believe the bible is uh actually this is where some of the christians in the chat are going to be like what did he say i believe the bible is inerrant in okay. its foundational form um i believe that the text that we actually have today Regardless of what people think in terms of King James or in terms of different versions that I don't think anything we have today uh, is comparable to the original text that was given. Okay. So we've got experiences, prophecy, inerrant texts. Can you think of anything else that might be a reason why you believe? Um, would you would you lump a healing under experience or would you lump that under a different category? Uh, since we're kind of struggling for, well, let's put it as a new one, healings. I like that one. Okay, okay. We, got, we got four now. Let's stick with four. Okay. okay. So now if, let's take the last one first, healings. If um, every healing that you ever saw, either to yourself, with yourself, or other people, if let's say half of them were faked, that, that fake's a strong word, but then actually wasn't from God. It wasn't from mm -hmm. the devil either. It was just people, you know, thinking things in their own head. 
would you leave Christianity? Would you, would your confidence in Christianity drop to the point where you say, no, what, I'm not a Christian anymore. This is all bunk probably. If, if uh, half no. of the, no. Okay. What about if 90% of the healings that you saw, you became convinced this is just psychosomatic. It's emotional drivel. It didn't actually come from God. Would you leave Christianity? If 90%? No. Okay. So, um, let's go to the next one. Okay. In Aaron text, let's say you became and convinced next year that I actually don't have a notepad. Is it okay if I grab one really yeah, quick yeah. so go I ahead. can go ahead. write? Sure. I'll take you with me. <laughs> oh, Reed, welcome. He's in the live stream chat. I'm trying to do strict SE here, Reed, uh, but in a little different, my okay. own, my own spin. Of course. Let me know when you're ready. Okay, I'm just gonna. Am, am I static here right now? I move my mic. Sometimes it happens like that. You're okay. This is actually okay. So I'm in the process of moving right now, and um, I don't know where a lot of stuff is. So just for the sake of your viewers and for the sake of time, I will just try and remember and suffer through. I'm already in the lion's den. Can't get much worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we talked about healings uh, uh, as a reason. Uh, I'm going backwards here. Inerrant texts you mentioned. If you became convinced that some of the texts, the copies that we have are... Um, if you were, if you became convinced that there were contradictions that could not be harmonized to your satisfaction, would you, mm. would you cut your confidence in Christianity go down? Like I said, foundationally, um, no, the, the, there, there, I don't think there are contradictions that okay. cannot be rationalized. Okay, got so, it. So, I, I mean, I get. I guess I guess in a pretend world from from that perspective, uh, if if the Bible could be proven wrong, factually, historically, whatever, then it, it, it from from that point of view, yes, you would have to a Christian from no, that standpoint. Not necessarily. So let's say I let's say it says in the Bible that um, uh, I can't think of a good example at the top of my head. It's getting late, but let's say the Bible says a certain place was east of another place but it was actually west so it was okay so no nothing not not, not indiscrepancies like that okay there is nothing that the bible teaches or affirms foundationally incorrect to uh you might have differences like i said in the text we have today and the translations we have you you're going to find discrepancies here and there okay. uh, of little things like that but. let's say let's go a little bit deeper with this inerrant text uh reason let's say you became convinced next year this time next year that some of the things jesus is reported to have said in the gospel of john you became convinced no jesus never said that at all whether you're right or wrong you just became convinced that no jesus never said those things and would would you would your confidence in Christianity lower to the amount where you would give up Christianity if you became convinced that Jesus didn't say some of the things in the Gospel of John? You're going to have to clarify that because we're kind of doing this from a presuppositional standpoint. It is me presupposing uh, the ideas that you're presenting, but um, 
In other words, it, it, in other it's words, all what ifs. Yes, it's all. If that makes we're, sense. we're trying to figure yeah. out what's the the primary reason for you why you're a Christian, and so all these questions are going to be what if questions. So, what if you became convinced that some of the things that Jesus ha is reported to have said and done actually didn't happen? Would you would your confidence in Christianity lower? And if so, would it lower enough to, for you to leave Christianity? I could I, I couldn't be. That's such a. See, this is such a hard conversation for me because it's it's from the standpoint of basically um, what would make me become an atheist? No, because if no, I was no, no. or 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 go into uh, a different religion or so on or so forth, because no, no, if, not, it's it's like you could say, for example, you could say, yeah, my confidence would lower, Doug, um, if that happened, but I would still be a Christian because of a different reason. Or you could say. Uh, yes, Doug, my confidence would lower, um, and I, 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 that would be enough for me to leave Christianity because then I don't know what to trust. Or you could say, I don't think my confidence would lower at all because it's, we're not talking about the originals, Doug. We're talking about copies, and so if something was wrong, then it's wrong. So those, I just laid out three options for you. Do any of them resonate with you? Uh, again, it, it's, it's more so... In in this idea of what if, um, if the Bible was ever proven 100% factually incorrect in, in what it teaches and what it affirms, I think the honest thing to do would be to live leave Christianity. To be quite, uh, if okay. Jesus was disproven, I think the honest thing to do would be to do that. But it, it's it's never happened and it's never going to. Um, there are, I think, plenty of people that think it has been and believe it has been, but there's always a rationalization okay, I for every quickly, argument. Uh, we'll, we'll get into deeper. I'm just trying to figure out what's yeah, the main sorry. reason for you. What about prophecy? Let's say you became convinced. Yeah. I don't know. There's, what, 300 messianic prophecies or so forth. Let's say you became convinced a year from now that um, the prophecy of Tyre actually is a bad prophecy. Would that lower your confidence enough to leave Christianity, do you think? No, because it's not foundational to the it, it it's not foundational to the message. It's not foundational to Got it. The the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is Jesus centered. What about I if you gave me a list of your top ten prophecies and a year from now all ten of them you became convinced uh they're not good prophecies, they're probably not prophecies at all, would you leave Christianity? No. Okay. So see how quickly you answered that compared to the inerrant text? That tells me that... Well, um, I, I'm more so just kind of getting into the flow of where yeah. the conversation's going, not necessarily okay. for any other Got specific it. reason. Okay. What about your experiences? Um, uh, and let's not go specific. Let's just keep your experiences... Think, think, yeah. Don't say it out loud, but think in your mind the most powerful experience of God or Jesus you've ever had or the most powerful experience of demons or whatever, supernatural, you've ever had in your life. Let's say a year from day, today, you became convinced that none of that came from the supernatural realm, that it was other factors. And we don't have to say what, even guess what they, that might be at this point. But think of the most powerful experience you ever had of God, Jesus, demons. And if it were true that that had nothing to do with the supernatural realm, would you leave Christianity? I, I, no, I would not. Okay, that's interesting. So it, that tells me that um, 
I think the one that we should focus on is the inerrant texts. Okay. Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's I'm 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 good with whatever. Okay. I wish I I wish I had some of my notes in front of me, but it's okay. I'll do, I'll do my best to keep up. So, what do you think is the most important part of the inerrant text that, if it were false, if we could figure out if it was false, that would lower your confidence the most? If the Bible was proven wrong. No, don't say Bibles. Get specific. What specifically in the Bible? Would you uh, have specifically to see? in the Bible. Yeah. So the Bible talks about in I believe it's Timothy where it talks about the Bible being God breathed, being inerrant that every word is inspired, right? Um having to do with the teachings in scripture, like I said, not specific in discrepancies, but having to do with what the Bible teaches and affirms is what would have to do it. Does that make sense? Okay, but, uh, so give me an example of a certain teaching that's powerful to you. Okay, so... Um, like which, which Such teaching? as... I mean, you could talk the book of Genesis. You, you could talk in, in the Garden of Eden. You can talk... Now, let me let me be very clear here. I am actively studying evolution and uh, things of that nature right now. So that is not a conversation I could probably have. We should probably keep this in the New basis, Testament but... because we're talking about Christianity right now. So, and I know Christianity uses the Old Testament, but what about Jesus? What teachings about Jesus would you have to see change in your mind in order for you to leave Christianity? Like, for example... Okay, so Jesus specifically. Yeah. Okay. Like, for example, um, let, me, let me throw out some examples. You tell me if that would cause you to leave Christianity. Um, if it were true Jesus never rose from the dead bodily, would you leave Christianity? If it were true Jesus never rose from the dead. Bodily, yeah. It, it would be honest. It would be honest, too. Yes. You would leave Christianity at that point? That's actually something that the New Testament states. If the resurrection is proven false, then our faith is nothing. Okay. Um, because, like I said, foundationally from Genesis to Revelation is all about Jesus. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Uh, so now, how, what would you have to see to figure out if that is indeed false? What would convince you that that it would be false? What would I have to see? I mean, <laughs> it's an interesting question. See, I don't think I don't think that's an answerable question, though. To be honest with you, because it, it can't be proven on my side or or your side apart, specifically from okay. from I, faith, and then like the witness, and then witnesses that have seen him, and testimonies, and uh, extra biblical resources. Josephus, yada yada. Let's strike proven, the word proven, off the record. We're not trying to prove something with 100% certainty. What I'm asking you is, what would you have to see, learn, hear, know, to figure out that Jesus Christ didn't rise from the dead, that something you would see, learn, and figure out that would make you doubt enough that you would say, you know what? I don't know this with certainty, but I really, really doubt this ever happened in history. Can you think of anything that you could see, learn? 
you're asking me to put on your head and I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, is there anything? So let, let's let's look at the resurrection just specifically. If Sorry for the awkward pause, chat. We like awkward pauses here at Pine Creek. <laughs> Just trying to think of something, something that would make me recant Christianity. Um, well, let's, let's let's make it a little bit easier. Um, so let's say you're at what, what percentage would you be at on your confidence right now out of this zero to a hundred percent, like hundred percent is like you're a you're certain, certain, certain that Jesus rose from the dead in bodily form and zero is you're certain he didn't. Where are you at right now? I'm, I'm at a hundred. You're at a hundred. Okay. Yeah. So instead of making this so big, like a leap from uh, leaving Christianity, what would just drop it to 99 from a hundred? What would, what would drop make, it to 99? Yeah, what would just drop it just a little bit? See, I'm trying to think of any type of factual evidence that could that could make that happen. I, I mean, um, even if they were to find the body of Jesus in, in, in this modern day age, even if they say, okay, we found the body of Jesus. He did not raise from the dead. We have found a man who was crucified, had, has nail marks in his hands. We found a man who has a, a spear in his side. We found a man that looks like he was, he was, he was beaten. But I mean, by this point it's, it's basically bones lying in a grave. So you wouldn't even be able to test something like that. Yeah, factually, e even if you, even if you found the literal body of uh, of Jesus Christ this it still could not shake my confidence because that's not something that can be uh, it's not something that can be proven it's not even if they say they found the body of Jesus Christ could not even drop it to 99% because i believe there would be a rationalization for it and that many people and many criminals were crucified and that many people endured scourgings and beatings by this tyrannical roman government so i mean um you can't you can't use uh, witness accounts to say that Jesus didn't rise from the dead. Like I said, I'm I'm trying to give you the best way that Christianity could ever be proven wrong, or, or it dropped confidence dropped to ninety nine percent, and let let's say that was even the body the body of Jesus found couldn't even do that for me. Well, let's try because, this. Let's let's do the reverse. Let's. Okay. I know you said you're at 100 right now, but let's imagine you're at 99, just for fun. Okay. okay. So imagine you're at 99. percent You left yourself a little wiggle room. What would make you go to 100 from 99? What would make me go to 100 from 99 if I was at 99? Um. I think. I think that one's actually a little easier. Uh, physically seeing Jesus show up, I think, would take it from 99 to 100. Uh, having a, a physical manifestation. Um, but 
that, like I said, the fact that I haven't had a physical manifestation now in my life of Jesus Christ still doesn't take my confidence to 99. But how would you know that was um, Jesus, even if it was a physical manif manifestation in front of you? That could be a, something other than Jesus, right? Just like with the bones, could have been someone else's bones. How would you know the spirit or the, the physical mani manifestation is actually Jesus? Well, I'm talking. I'm talking more so when I when I say manifestation, I'm talking the same type of manifestation that the disciples encountered. Uh, locked door, man walking through the wall, getting okay. it. I mean, Great. getting it type type transfigured, glorified um, Jesus. Okay. But so now here's my question: If if seeing Jesus in the flesh walk through walls would take you up from ninety nine to a hundred. And well, not 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 just walk through walls, but to to have the understanding of who stood before me, to have the to have the understanding that it was Jesus, not that it was uh, just some random person that's showing up in my house in a robe and a sash, but to have the understanding that it was Jesus before me. I'm not I'm not saying some random person or something else or some vision or some um, other idea. I'm talking about. I know, like you know, I I know who you are. You're Pine Creek, as of right. What is your actual name? Doug. If I, Doug. Doug. Okay. So you're Doug. I know you're Doug. I I can recognize your Doug. I can have a conversation with you and know your Doug. And I'm and I'm John. But if so, if the absolute knowledge that it was Jesus. But we're uh, trying to could, figure that out, right? We're trying to figure out if it's yeah. Jesus or not. But and I think you had a great answer the first time when you said, "Well, if someone appears before me and starts." doing some miracle type stuff like walking through walls i think you know we still can't be 100 percent certain that's jesus but we're on the right path of yeah. doing miracles and so forth so i thought that was a good answer but now my question is this if that is what brought you from 99 to 100 have you seen jesus manifested in any way in your life well, I should well, say. I well, I haven't, and like I said, if I'm playing this kind of this kind of mind game with you, I can take myself into a pretend world. I can also we can ask questions about if what would raise my level of expectancy if I could uh, know Zeus or some some right. other right. Greek god. We we could, we could take it to that same place, and I could still give you answers. I could give you logical answers. Well, if I saw Zeus strike an atheist with lightning then maybe no i'm playing <laughs> but here's totally my question blank. for you um john my question is why were you at a hundred previously if you've never seen jesus walk through walls if that's because, what took you from 99 to 100 because because i entered that pretend fantasy world with you i i, I went i went to a place with you specifically where we left the logical and we went into more of the illogical from my standpoint. We, we went into a pretend world. We went into the, the type of world where leprechauns and unicorns exist as atheists love, love to But to, your 100% answer, your 100% confident, that wasn't pretend, was it? No, that's 100% that's confident. In, in this understanding that I have of my faith, it's 100% confidence. In the understanding that you're you're talking about and let's okay go there with me let's say what would raise from 99 to 100 that's assuming that i'm at 99 and then you're kind of coming back around and asking the question well you're saying you were at 100 here but you're 99 here but that 99 percent 
is found in Narnia with you. It's it's not found in a realistic world, so it's not really a question I can I can say. We, we can't necessarily get into the discussion but what raises me from you 99 believe that to Jesus walked through walls 2,000 years ago? I do, yeah, 100%. So, and would you say that if Jesus walked through walls in front of your own eyes today, that that would raise your confidence? Oh, yeah. It, it would still raise my confidence, but that's saying that 100% is the max. 100%. I can be 100% completely confident in my faith while here on earth, but Jesus showing up in, in my bedroom and doing doing a miracle or having a conversation with me or sharing with me the mysteries of the universe that science has yet to figure out and all of these different things, that wouldn't raise my confidence to 100%. We would We would go higher than 100 the sky the sky would not be the limit on that but the reverse um, would also be true right if you didn't see those things your confidence should go much much lower right i'll say that one more time i'm sorry you cut out the reverse should be true as well you said if you saw these things it would go above 100 it would be much much higher but the reverse would be true i would think that if you didn't see these things it would go down much much lower not not when faith is involved no what do you mean by um, faith I mean faith, the 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 substance of he things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the the faith that I have as a Christian, the faith that I have. Oh, I'm so sorry if you guys heard me burp. I apologize. The faith I have as a Christian, the faith I have in my Bible, the faith I have in the resurrection, the faith I have in the second coming of Christ, the faith I have in the power of the Holy Spirit and healing, the faith my, – my faith in that is – I have with complete confidence. Um, Can, so you mentioned Zeus before. Can someone have that same type of faith and believe that Zeus is real and all that? Say that one more time. Is, I don't know, I don't know what's some, happening. Let me adjust my thing. I think I'm taking it out with my leg. There we go. All right. Say that again. Are you saying that faith helps you believe that this is true? Faith is my foundation for my belief. And um, in terms of atheism, I think faith is the foundation. Actually, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of cringing right now if Frank Turek is still listening because I think you said he was on yeah. because I, I, I listened to him. I was joking. Huh? Oh, he was he wasn't on. Okay. No, no, no. He was he wasn't on. But but if I want you to give honest answers, not what Frank Turek would say. Um, yeah. So if would you say that faith is a reason why you believe in Christianity? Yes, and I I think that same reason can apply to atheism. I th I think we both have faith because it, just looking at cosmology. Uh, specifically, and this is the unanswerable question on both of our sides, 100%, and I, I, I will admit that because the argument goes back to this. Atheism believes that somehow, some way, in terms of evolution and cosmology, that nothing created something and that something created the Big Bang and that Big Bang started this, this Bob Ross – uh, this Bob Ross humanity, and what I mean by Bob Ross humanity, it's a happy little accident, is what I'll call it. Let's a, let's assume atheism is false right now. I, I'm just curious about, like, if you didn't, you said faith is the. I asked you if faith was the reason why you believe in Christianity. You said yes, right? Yeah. 
And so if you didn't have this faith, I'm assuming you would not be a Christian. Is that correct or no? If I did not have this faith, yeah. again, go, going to that place with you, then I have no idea what I'd be. Um, that's, that's, no, I'm not asking what you would be. I'm just asking, would you leave Christianity if you did not have this faith? If faith is the reason you're in it, what, if you, this reason was removed, would you be out? Um, see, again, it's, it's, it's trying to separate something that's impossible to separate. Um, like, I guess in that sense, because that, that faith, it goes over every single conversation we could ever have. It, it's, it goes over every debate, every, every semblance of a conversation from, from the Bible to contradictions to, to Jesus to healing to everything. And so I, I guess you'd have to specify what faith you're talking about. Faith the in faith you, what? Because the, overall, because the overall faith – uh, again, that, that's that's a that's a difficult question to answer just from me going where. Well, earlier you said I that know. that um, that atheists have faith and you have faith. Yeah. Now, let's assume atheism is false. It's wrong that there is a god and it's the Christian god. So, if I use faith to be an atheist and you use faith to be a Christian, what does that say about faith as a way of as a reason for believing something? Okay, so I would say faith in what? Um, faith in something that I find illogically possible, like like, like I was mentioning cosmology the, and the Big Bang. The, the faith that nothing created everything, that, that has – that takes yeah, faith. Yeah, let's assume even – let's assume uh, – let's assume atheism is faith. wrong. It's, it, yeah, it's 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 faith in something else, though. It, it's right. it's not it's not just faith by definition. It's a faith. It's how faith is applied, is what I would say. Um, when I'm when I'm talking faith, I'm talking specifically when whenever I say it, I'm not talking about the definition of what does faith right. mean. And I'm, I'm using talking, your definition of faith. And, yeah, I'm and, talking in a in a Christian definition of faith. It would be completely opposite from an atheistic definition of faith. But you, uh, I thought I heard you say earlier that um, I have faith. Now, people... in the, like I said, the faith I'm talking about from from your perspective that you have is more so by the definition of faith. I, I, I'm not I'm not necessarily a person who says. Uh, that atheism is a religion, and you have faith in that religion. I un I understand atheism as a lack of belief, uh, but it, it's still a form of belief in something. Maybe, maybe not a supreme being, but it's it's a form of belief in something. You believe that evolution and can everything you, in existence. Uh, can is you give me a definition of faith? Okay, so. The faith that I'm describing is – when I say faith for me, I'm talking about faith in the Christian sense. I'm talking about okay. foundational that faith definition? that Jesus – that God created the entire universe, that Jesus was uh, – God made flesh. He came down, lived life, lived a sinless life, died, resurrected, 
and is coming again. That That's the faith I'm describing. When I talk about the faith that you have, I'm talking more so of the literal definition of what faith would be. I'm, talk, I'm, I'm not talking about a, a, a Christian faith. I'm talking more of a, a literal definition. You have faith in this, but it's not the same faith that I have as a Christian. Does when that when make you sense? say you have faith in Jesus, what do you mean? When I say I have faith in Jesus, um, kind of, kind of what I just said. I, I have faith that he was 100% a real person. Uh, even an atheist, Bart Ehrman, doesn't dispute the the historic historicity of Jesus. Um, but I, I have faith that he was a real person. He lived. He died for my sins. He rose again. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He answers prayers. So does that mean and he's available it? to every single human? When I'm you sorry. say when you say you have faith that that Jesus was a real person or what uh, Jesus rose from the dead, are you just saying that you just faith means you just believe it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Belie belief belief without seeing, as Jesus said. Belief blessed are seeing. those. Okay. Yeah, blessed are those who uh, have not seen yet still believe. Would be, I, I would say, the greatest definition of faith. Can someone um, use your definition of faith to believe in a Hindu god like Vishnu? Yeah, it, it happens all the time. Okay, and uh, do you believe it, it, Vishnu is a real god? No. So what does they, that they say? Can, they can use they can use that same logic. They can use the same idea of that faith. But they but, would be wrong, right? Yes. How do you know you're not wrong by using faith? Well, I think that's where you get more into um, some of the personal experiences. The fact well, – one, one thing that I find interesting, and I'm not, I'm not trying to avoid your question, but you know something I find interesting in modern day? I find interesting that of all the ancient religions, most of, most of them are dead. Most of them are, are, are gone, such as, such as the Greek gods like we were talking about earlier. And then you, can we, you have can we talk about can we talk about you and your belief? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm coming to that. Okay. I, I, pro I promise I'm bringing it back around. The thing, the thing I find interesting is in, in modern day, why do you think like how the Bible talks about not taking God's name in vain? What is your opinion on why the name of Jesus, not not any other god, not not Krishna, not not Buddha, but why specifically in modern day is the name of Jesus the one that's still taken in vain? And it was mentioned not to take in vain in Old Testament, and it's mentioned not to take in vain in New Testament, and it's mentioned not to take in vain in, in that that word vain basically do not take the name of Yahweh for worthlessness. I'm not sure like, that's it, true uh, around the world. I'm sure there's other gods in some places in Asia that where Jesus nobody cares if that's taken in vain or not. I think in the West it is, and that's probably because of culture. But I want to get back to why you really believe in Christianity. And we went through yeah. we went through healings and Aaron texts and prophecy, and um, and then when it came down to it, you said it all. I forget your exact wording, but it was basically it all comes down to faith, you said. And then, yeah. I, then I asked you to define faith, and we talked about that for a little while. And then most recently you said faith is, is just believing it. And I asked you if, this, if faith was a reason why you believe in Christianity. And you said yes, but then you said it's, it's just you just do. You just believe it. And then I asked you, well, can um, a Hindu 
use faith to believe in Vishnu? And you said yes. So if a, if a Hindu can be mistaken about Vishnu being real and a real God, using faith, the same thing you use, how mm -hmm. did you figure out that you are not just like the Hindu? Well, I, I think you can use personal experience in, in, in terms of that. Like we mentioned a little bit uh, when I was going over my reasons, I think personal okay. experience does come into play. Because that was on the top of the list of all the reasons. And this is like, well, I've interviewed a lot of people. And, and what I'm seeing happening now, this is what I call whack-a-mole. It's like once one thing is hammered down, a new one pops up. And I have a feeling if we talk about your personal experiences for the next half hour, you might end up saying the same thing. Well, Doug, it all boils down to faith, just like you did when we were talking about the inerrant text, and then we were back to where we started. Well, I, I don't, I don't think, I, I think faith is the answer for many questions, but I don't think faith is the answer to every question. I think there are, there is actual evidence that also backs up my belief, um, such, such as those personal experiences those personal experiences okay, they're not that. just they they may be foundationally found in faith but the evidence of what happened when faith was applied in that way and in that setting is completely different that's where evidence actually comes in um okay let's let's talk about the um in fact let's just keep it very general uh, i want you to imagine the most powerful personal experience you ever had in your life Okay. That makes you confident that Christianity is true. And then I want you to imagine, um, let's stick with Hindu, uh, a Hindu named John in India having an experience very, very similar to yours. But, you know, things change. Instead, Jesus is a different God or whatever. Yeah. Would that Hindu person be mistaken about, not that they experience with experience, but what they attribute that experience to? Would the Hindu person be mistaken? About saying, oh, Vishnu caused this experience, isn't it great? Uh, based off what I believe, yeah. Okay. So if, if this deep, powerful, emotional type experience happens to... Well, can, can I... Let me, let, me, let me say this. The, they may have experienced or, or thought that their experience was real, but... Um, in, ter in, in terms of my Christian faith, in terms of their faith and my Christian faith and how those obviously uh, clash, if they, came, if they came up to me and said, okay, I had this experience, it was, it was, it was from my God, I can't doubt that they believe what they believe. Um, Th that that's that's foundation. Yeah, they, they had that experience. The experience was yeah. maybe real. Yeah. So I, I want to say that it. I can't doubt that they believe what they believe, but I do not believe that they believe what they believe. <laughs> so how how would that Hindu person figure out that they're mistaken about their experience? What would that Hindu person need to do? Um. What would a Hindu person need to do to think that their experience was wrong? Um, hmm. I, I guess you'd have to give me a specific scenario. Give, give me a, a 
specific example of what's what's wrong in their faith and how they would have to rectify that. No, no, that. They, they had a very similar experience to yours. So imagine your experience and just put it Oh, in, so, okay, so yeah. using my experience on a Hindu. Okay, I, I apologize. That's my fault. And then, and then the Hindu says, um, I know he, uh, Ganesh is real because of this experience. He, let's say he's talking to me and I ask, why do you believe in Hinduism? Well, because of this experience. It happens to be very similar to yours. And he says, I, I know Ganesh is real because of this experience. How would, what would you recommend I ask this Hindu guy on how to get him to question that that actually was Ganesh who did it? That, that's, where, that's where I'll say I don't know. I don't, I don't really know how to, how to answer that question. Um, yeah, it's... Again, awkward pause, but I, I, I don't really know what question would need to be asked in in that scenario. I, I guess I'd I guess I'd have to be in it to really kind of come up with an answer on that. Well, let's work together here. How could we figure out? Uh, how could oh, we figure I'm, I'm, out? I didn't realize I'm cutting off half my face. Sorry. <laughs> what question could we ask this Hindu guy to have him just question or critically examine whether or not? Ganesh actually caused this experience or not? Like, what? What if we were to ask him something like, um, "How would you? Let's say Ganesh is real, and let's so we don't want to scare this guy away. <laughs> let's let's assume Ganesh is real and Hinduism is true, but Ganesh doesn't doesn't do these types of experiences every day to everyone, right? And the Hindu guy might say, "Yeah, you're right. This doesn't happen to everyone." So maybe you're mistaken, and maybe Ganesh is real and all this, but what you thought was Ganesh doing this really wasn't. How would you figure that out? What do you think that Hindu person might say in response? And still using my experience, correct? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's late, but my mind's just not letting me go there. Um, and well, I, I'm, genu I'm genuinely trying to. The the uh, my explanation, I, I give what my explanation would be, so to speak, is even if something miraculous happened in uh, this Hindu's life, I still would give glory to. The Christian, I, I still would give glory to my God for what happened, even though they're attributing it to their God. I would still say it, it was it was my God's doing, regardless of. Okay. I get that. Um, Can now imagine that, that's now imagine yeah, that Hindu John says, um, "You know what, uh, Doug? I don't know exactly how to talk to um, American John here, but whatever experience he had of yeah. Jesus." I would attribute to Ganesh and give all the glory to Ganesh. I don't believe Jesus is the real God, but I would still say that Ganesh can work through Jesus. And so I give all the glory to Ganesh for what happened in American John's life. What would you say to this Hindu at that point? If we were having, if I was having the conversation with this Hindu, 
or if you were if if, if the hindu was talking to me and i bring up it, you and i said look you know on uh december okay 3rd, what would i say, what would i say to him from that yeah. um someone's wrong is, is probably or, what i would say both are wrong what, yeah I, I would well, I would say so, I would say someone one of us is wrong, um, and I would do that in respect to not try and offend him or or, but I I would use it as an opportunity um, personally if I was having that type of conversation with someone, I would use it as an opportunity to say, okay, one of us is wrong, um, and then I mean we'd probably have the same type of conversation that you and I are having because. Um, even though they're not atheist to their god, they're atheist to my god. And so we'd, we'd probably use some of these same scenarios to uh, – I would probably use some of these same scenarios to have a conversation with them and disprove what they're, – they're, uh, try and disprove foundationally their faith. Um, well, let, let's – but remember when we, we got stuck point on of faith? Conversion. Yeah, remember we got stuck on faith uh, about 20 minutes ago now. And then you yeah. said, but well, I got these experiences. And so that is, is a reason to believe that Christianity is true. And so now we're exploring that. But I love what you just said. You said someone's wrong. Yeah. But the reason why you believe Christianity is true, at least partly, is because of this experience. And a very similar experience happened to Hindu John. And he, that caused him to believe in Hinduism. What does that say about personal experiences if you can have very similar personal experiences and get different results? In this context, it says nothing. Well, it um, says that one of them because, is one's wrong, because, right? It, for, it, it, again, we're, 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 we're talking about one being wrong in a world and in a reality where a conversation did not take place. Uh, uh, a, a situation did not take place. A reality did not play, take place. But when you and I are having a conversation, we're having a conversation about something that's realistic, something that happened directly to me, not pretend Hindu me. We're having a conversation about uh, something that that's physically happened to me. Whereas in we're 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 creating a scenario with this Hindu John, and, and so that's that's where that's why I have such. Hard trouble, kind of going the places uh, you're trying make to a escort difference me to you in if terms I found of the conversation. A Hindu and brought the Hindu to you, and and the Hindu says, "I had this. It wasn't the same as yours, but it's just as powerful in my in the Hindu's mind." It yeah. would be a, it would be a, I, I think it would be a very different conversation because I'd actually be able to talk with them, right. but just kind of, um, kind of imagining this scenario. And saying, okay, well, they had the exact same experience as me, and so if two of us is – if someone is wrong, then – or what if both are wrong or all of this, it, it, it's all – But John, I – It's all happening I've talked a to a separate, lot of people, uh, a lot of different yeah. uh, religions. Uh, I admit I haven't talked to a lot of Hindus. I remember one time on Blab and then one time here on YouTube. Um, yeah. And I, I'll say this, that – there are Hindus on this planet who will say that their experiences make yours look like rubbish. And I don't even, oh, know, what I, I don't, I don't even know what your experience is, but um, they're going to say they've had powerful, real experiences. And my point with, and I want to wrap this up, but my point with all this is yeah. that personal experience reasons 
if, if they lead someone to a false conclusion, that's probably not a reliable thing to bank on as, as being 100% confident that Christianity is true. You understand what I'm saying? No, I understand what you're saying. So yes. if, if there's a chance that you could be mistaken like the Hindu, do you think you really should be at 100%? I don't think there is a chance that that's that that's you don't think there's a chance where... you're mistaken about your experience the attribution of it no. not that you had it i'm saying you had your experience and everything that happened to you happened to you but you have a reason for it you say well god did this or jesus did this I, whatever you say I, what i'm asking you is it possible that you're wrong about what you attribute that experience to no um because but the hindu could be you would say right yes so why can the hindu Cause, cause be wrong going, but going not back you? to that conversation that some someone someone is wrong there 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 is an existence uh, we exist everything we see everything but based we touch. on the experience why why are why does the hindu have to be wrong and you have to be right why couldn't the same problems with the hindu not apply to you based on experience ba based on experience why why could the same problems with a hindu not apply to me because the experience led the hindu to the wrong conclusion i'm asking why is that impossible for that to happen to you i mean because I, I i believe i serve the one true god the hindu that, believes that's they serve why i believe one, it's impossible the hindu believes they serve a real god yeah. But that experience led them to the wrong conclusion. And I'm asking, how can you be 100% confident that your experience didn't lead you to the wrong conclusion based on experience? Based on, ex based on experience. <laughs> I, again, this is just, I'm, I'm trying to go there with you, but it, it's. If, if you, let me wrap up with this. Uh, let, let's stop with that. And just what does Christianity mean to you? If you were to, for some reason, leave Christianity tomorrow, how would your life be different? How would my life be different? Yeah. If I were to leave Christianity tomorrow, my life wouldn't be different. My eternity would be. Oh, okay. Um, that that would be my answer to that because christianity is what i was born with so i'm more than likely um i'm gonna treat other people with decency i'm gonna treat other people with love i'm gonna treat other people with respect i'm gonna uh love my neighbor i'm gonna walk the old lady across the street uh i'm gonna i'm gonna do these things i'm gonna live life as a, a decent human being but that's that comes from my upbringing in Christianity. Okay, now, if I, I were that. if I were born without Christianity, I think my life would be very different. So, is it? Um, so, if you left Christianity, um, how your life would be different? It wouldn't be different here on Earth necessarily, but eternally, you're, I'm hearing you say, right? Yeah, there may be some differences. Uh, like, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't cuss. If you're it. it, it <laughs> I, I if I left Christianity, um, maybe I would find more freedom to do 
things like that. Um, but I don't really know. Like, like I said, again, tomorrow, I think drinking, I, I, I've had one sip in my life and it was actually from a, my, my friend on his 21st birthday, spiking my drink. He had just got back from deployment and he, uh, he went to go, it, it was his 21st birthday and he wanted to go somewhere and no friends would join him. And so just being his friend, I went to the bar, I went to the bar with him and I, one thing, if you're a Christian and you're listening, just this quick side note, if you go to the bar, they will give you all the free soda you want. It is amazing. <laughs> but um, I went there, and I was drinking soda, and I went to the bathroom, and I came back, and he had put Blue Moon in my Coke, uh, where there once was Coke. And that's the only sip I've ever <laughs> had in my life. But um, maybe, maybe something like that would change, but I don't. If I were to leave tomorrow, I still think drinking is extremely unhealthy. I still think smoking is extremely unhealthy. I think cussing is just pointless. Um, so but, I don't know. But it sounds like to me it's eternity is the, the main issue here. Yeah, um, absolutely. Would you, if, if I was to um, – if you and I were in a car together, we got in a car crash, and we both instantly died. And you and I – and let's say Christianity is true. And you and I are at the pearly gates, and Jesus looks at you, John, and says, Well done, good and faithful servant. Then he looks at me and says, "Ugh, Pine Creek. Oi, hey, what happened to you?" And um, but he says, "You know what, Pine Creek? I like your YouTube channel. You made me laugh a few times. The Pine Point system was great." Um, so, John, this is what I'm going to do. If you give up heaven, Doug doesn't go to hell, and I'll just annihilate both of you. You will just cease to exist. You're not swapping. Just poof. You're both gone. Would you do that for me? Would I do that for you? Would you take that deal? I wouldn't. Okay. So that that's and that that's uh, that's actually an interesting question. I like the way you worded that. The reason, but the reason why I asked it, I, I've asked that question to a, a lot of Christians. But the I believe I, you. But my reason to ask that question today was a little different, because I, I was trying to figure out what you value more, the love of heaven or the fear of hell, and I can tell by that answer that I think you love heaven more than you fear hell. And otherwise, if you, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if you feared hell more than your love for heaven, you probably said, you know what? I don't want Doug to go through that. And heaven, uh, I'd probably be bored anyhow. Let's just annihilate and call it a done deal. Um, well, th this is where I would put a discrepancy in it. Um, I believe I could easily make that choice because I wouldn't know I made that choice. If, if, again, in this pretend world, it wouldn't be heaven if I could remember that I'm in heaven and Doug's in hell. That, that would not be heaven. I don't think in heaven we will, we will have any idea who's in hell. I do not even think in heaven we will have an understanding of the existence of hell. So the reason I said yes to that question is I, I do have a love for heaven, but I against the Luke on parable. I'm I'm sorry. I said that this is just an aside, but that goes against the Luke parable, the parable of um, of the rich man and and at the bosom of Abraham saying, uh, a, a begging to uh, have the the poor man. Nope, oh, bosom of Abraham's not heaven. Okay, that's that's a whole oh, that's just an aside. different. Okay, yeah, whole 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 different element. But um, in in terms of heaven, heaven, where where. Well, I, I mean, more more or less, we believe that heaven is actually going to be here on Earth. That 
the world is going to be completely annihilated, destroyed. Um, the judgment day is going to happen, and then the new Jerusalem is going to be here on earth. Would Heaven you, isn't. If it were true that um, everybody's just annihilated, like some Jews believe, for example, no heaven, no hell, no heaven on earth, nothing. Just when you're dead, yeah. you're dead. Would that make you um, more likely to leave Christianity if all these other reasons, like the experiential and and texts and so forth, sort of started looking a little? No. 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 Um, even if even if I were to cease to exist, it doesn't change who God is. It doesn't change that God is real and that God gave me life, and I want to live my entire life to serve him and repay that gift. Um, even, even if my reward was, okay, you cease to exist, it's still – a cease to exist is still no pain, no worry in this. But why? Uh, why, do you want to re why do you want to do that? Why do you want to why serve do God? I want Say that one more time. Why do you want to serve God if there's no heaven why at the end? Why do I want to serve? Because he's still God. So, he, like, like I said, he 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 gave me the gift of life. He allowed me to live. He allowed me to love. He allowed me to have a beautiful daughter. He allowed me to have. And I, I went through a horrible childhood. I was kicked out of nine schools um, before I was homeschooled. But, but there's a lot of kids who've been born. It wasn't their choice. They got the gift of life from their parents, but they ought not worship and serve their parents especially if they're not good ones why do you want to please god because he gave because I, I, again we're just going to kind of come back to he gave me life i i want to please god the bible says let everything that have has breath praise the lord how did he give let you life? everything i'm sorry how did he give you life exactly i'm curious are you talking the theological answer, or are you talking just general? Well, what do you mean by he gave me life? Because are you saying that he – you're not saying he actually conceived you, of course. Um, no, no. He is the author of all life. He, 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 he right. is he, – he gave life to humanity, and I'm not talking just me personally, but life, life to humanity. But the life I live, the humanity, my existence specifically – in that alone, God is worthy of praise. In that alone, God is worthy of glory. In that alone, God is worthy of my life. Is if he anything... gave it to, it's kind of like the scripture, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord found in the book of Job. And you, you have that understanding. God can do whatever he wants with my life. If God wanted to kill me right here on this live stream, just some thing fall through the ceiling and fall on my head and i were to know that god killed me in that way and let's say there was no heaven Let, let's say there was no i would realize okay i was dead i'd have like a five five minute conversation with god before slipping into non-existence do you think god could even kill you you'd still before that moment worship him or yeah to, i could even have the knowledge okay god is going to and this is how deep, uh, deeply I am rooted, and I, I can guarantee, I, I can only imagine. I wish I could kind of see the comment section, but at the same time, I don't, because I'd be way too distracted. What, but um, you, Did you say you had a child? I do, yeah. Is there anything God could do to your child where you would stop worshiping him? No. And I, 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 lo and I love my child with everything in me. But there, there is... 
Lord gives and the Lord takes away. So even even if and I hate even having this thought. I hate even having this understanding. But even even if God were to take my child, it wouldn't stop. Um, it wouldn't stop my worship of Him. What if you um, knew, I actually? What if you knew with a hundred percent certainty, hypothetically, that yeah. that God, this whole this entire conversation has been hypothetical, right? What, <laughs> what if you knew with a hundred percent certainty that this God not only allowed it but actively caused the worst suffering you can imagine to your child? Would you still worship Him? I would. I I I, I absolutely would. What are you getting out of it? It's not about getting anything out of it. It's about. But why worship God? God, God being your... God. So, so this, this is this is where we got into God's morality. When I actually had this conversation with David, um, I, and this is what I told him: even if God were evil, e even if God were completely malicious and evil, He would still be the definition of good, because. How how we understand God created the universe. He created the universe, and it's it's a it's a much better thing to love your brother than to kill your brother. We understand that concept. It's much better to do that. It's much better for me to give you a high five than put a knife in your eye. It's 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 understandably morally better. But God gave us the very definitions of morals, and since He is the definition of good, if He would have created a world. And he would have chosen to create a world where it was better for rather than a high five. It was better for me to stick a knife in your eye. That would be the definition of good. And so by our definition now of evil, it, let, let, let's, let's look at it from an even weirder perspective. Let's say, and I don't believe this, in the multiverse theory, right? That there are multiple worlds and multiple lives and yada, yada, yada. Like flash existence on CW. Let's say there is a world where God has formed us and he called it good and everything here um, that we know is good and know is moral is right. And let's say that he created another world somewhere else where it's actually completely opposite to what we see as moral in this world. He's still the definition of good for both worlds. It's he, we don't get to, we don't get to talk to God. We don't get to tell God, God, you shouldn't have done that. God, name, why did name the worst evil thing you can think of? Worst per, evil thing that can I happen can to a person. Of? Ooh, uh, there's a lot of evil things that can happen to people. Um, that's that's hard to narrow down. Um, The most evil thing, I I, I guess, so just name one would, evil thing. More, would be murder. I, I mean, it would it, taking taking the life of another in terms of um, I, the, uh, sending sending them into eternity. I think would be the most evil thing for a man to do. Okay, let's let's imagine God. Uh, let's make it even worse. The God you worship. Killing someone, actively killing some someone slowly, starting from the toes all the way up, cutting them up slowly, and they eventually die and bleed out to death. You're saying you would still worship that god if that god actually did it? Yeah, you you should actually. That that's where the fear of the Lord comes in, and the Bible mentions that. Why are you fearing? That. Why are you fearing the Lord though? You should fear him. What fear? What can, are you scared that he's going to hurt you? 
Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's a reverent. It's a love. It's the understanding of his love, but also understanding the reverence you need to have for him. Why? It, Why? I mean, there's there's plenty of biblical examples where God just annihilated people. Uh, but like, why do you I know, need to worship I know you this know God? Why? why do I need to worship that God? Or do you, would you even say you need to? No, I would say you need to and you should. But why? Why do you need to? Because it doesn't change who God is. It doesn't change that he is God. I understand that. It, 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 in this, it, now, I can take you to a hypothetical mm -hmm. place. If, if God is real and if God exists... Even if he did horrible, even if there were horrible things done, if your choices I would not were heaven, him. you really wouldn't. No. Why should I? So, so should you I? would choose. So, in in terms of hell, in 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 terms okay. of. So you're saying I should worship him because he can hurt me back? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. There we go. No, I'm I'm fine with saying that, and the Bible even says that. Okay. It says, "Do not do not fear the the one who can uh, come against your mortal body, but fear the one who can send your soul into an eternal fire." So is it fair for it, me to say that the reason you believe in Christianity is because if you don't, this God's going to hurt you? No, and we we we've actually already mentioned that. Uh, you you even said it yourself. You said that it sounds to you like my love for heaven is greater than my fear for hell. Right, that's why I and thought. You're, and now and I'm you, backing and you, off. And you, were and you were absolutely right in that statement. My love for heaven is greater than my fear for hell because I can still fear hell, but I can still love heaven. It, it doesn't have to be one or the other. You you can fear something and love something else. It, you can fear if Jeffrey Dahmer walked into your house – but you could still love your wife. It doesn't. It doesn't change. It doesn't change anything. I'm allowed to fear hell. I'm allowed to fear a just God. I'm allowed to fear a righteous God. But that doesn't mean I. Ha I. I. I don't have to fear him because of love. I don't have a did reason. You, oh, I don't. You can. You don't have to answer this. But did you almost die in your life, like physically? Yes, twice. Twice. Um, you you no stop. Yeah. Can you figure out why I asked that question? Can I figure out why I asked the question? Why if do you I think I asked died? that question right now? Um. Why do I think you asked me the question? Have I almost died? Where do you uh, think that question I mean, came from? Because we're talking about eternity. I would say we're, we're talking about heaven and hell. I sensed in you, and I've, of course I'm a fallible human being and could be wrong, but when you started adamantly talking about heaven and hell like you were, in my brain I was thinking, this guy has almost died, and his fear and death is strong in this one. That's why I asked the question. You're a Star, you're and a star Wars fan. And, and I was not surprised at your answer. Yeah. And Well, I, when, when, I, when I almost died, though, it, it's not something I um, – I avidly remember. It's not something that made a masterful impression on me. Um, it was my, – my mom went through the windshield twice, like ejected out of the car twice. In two separate um, occasions. Two separate occasions. Both times the cars were totaled. Both times I left without a scratch. 
these are two times that to my parents, the, the paramedics, the firemen said he should have, he, he doesn't have a scratch, but he actually should be dead. Um, we don't know why he doesn't have a scratch. So why do you think God loves you more than your mom? I'm sorry? Why do you think God loves you more than your mom? I didn't say that. I, I never said, based on personal experience, that God loves someone more. Just life is what he chooses Why to do, do with Why do you think life. God wanted to hurt your mother and not you? It's not, God, it, it's not God's doing. It wasn't? Didn't you no, just say he protected all. you? Weren't you going uh, there? Yeah. I can, yeah, I can, I can say he protected me. But did he but protect your mother? That's because in a situ, in in that situation, I came out without a scratch. In terms, in terms of my mother, that doesn't that doesn't automatically default that because he protected me, that he caused right. the situation. But he did not protect your mother, did he? No, he did not. Why? Do you think? I oh, I have no idea. It, um, I, I I've thought about that over the years. I've thought about, uh. Maybe my mother did not die, um, and this this is where we can actually kind of enter into a really interesting conversation because those two accidents caused my life to become a a hell on earth. Those two accidents caused my mom to go mentally insane. Um, and to be honest, and this this is what I would actually attribute it to without giving you a long answer. The reason I'm a youth pastor is because my mom was ejected out of a car. Mm-hmm. It 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 completely correlates. Um, I believe it. The <laughs> my 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 mom being ejected out of the car caused her to be mentally insane. Made my life absolutely crazy. She went schiz she had uh, schizophrenic paranoia, all, all kinds of mental problems after those accidents. Um, some of the some of it was uh, it is basically a chemical imbalance and. If my mom had not been insane, I never would have uh, – I never would have got kicked out of those schools. I never would have acted out the way I did. I never would have been homeschooled. I never would have, while being homeschooled, uh, have to endure living in hospitals because my mom thought they were going to kill – that doctors were going to murder my grandma. I, 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 like When I was a kid, I watched my mom NFL tackle a nurse into a wall that was trying to administer medication to my grandma. Cops were called, tackled her, all, all, all sorts of stuff. And I was actually taken in by my pastor, my mother's mental insanity, what I thought – the. The, the very thing in my life that I, at one point in my life, walked outside and screamed at the top of my lungs, God, why? Why would you do this? Why would you allow this? Why did you give me a mother like this? I was angry at God, and I didn't get it. But everything I have that is good in my life now came from my suffering. My wife was the pastor's, it, it was the pastor's daughter Including that I moved becoming into. a Christian, right? I'm sorry. Including becoming a Christian, that accident is what was the impetus, the the driver. Oh no, I was raised in I was raised in church my entire life. Oh, that's the, right. That's the, right. It's, but this would would you say this whole experience? Oh, you're gonna love this answer. You'll you'll love this answer. What made me become a Christian was fear for hell, fear from hell. Isn't that interesting? The what made me become a Christian was fear of hell. There, have you ever heard of Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames? No, um, but I, we need to wrap this up. I was just going to say that okay. um, 
I'm sorry what happened to your mother. It sounds like a horrific experience. I was in an accident uh, recently, but I was I was like you came out uh, unscathed. Um, but it sounds like this had a powerful impact on on your life and and how. Well, I mean the course the course of my life. Like I said, the the fact that this happened to my mother propelled me toward I guess you I guess you can call it destiny, whatever you want. But I'm like I said, I, I moved into the pastor's house. And I fell in love with his daughter, and while our, while we were there, we didn't date, but I married his daughter. I have a beautiful child. I became a youth pastor when they transitioned churches in Georgia, and I later transitioned to Florida. But everything good in my life came from the bad, and it's kind of reminding me – it reminds me of that scripture, God works all things together for the good. We may not understand it. The, the question is posed so many times, why does God allow suffering? Maybe that suffering is to actually make you stronger for something later on. You don't under we, we can't we're, we're we're very focused on the right here and the right now. And God, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? But in God's omniscience, He knows what that that happening is actually going to take you uh, someplace you didn't even know you were going. I had no idea I was going to be a youth pastor with my my past and my rebellious attitude. And John, Here I am. Yeah, and John, I just want to tell you that there is a Hindu John out there whose maybe mother has gone through a horrific accident or a loved one, and it led them on a path to be on fire for Ganesh or Vishnu. And yet you and I would say that those experiences led to the wrong thing, correct? Yeah, but I, I would also say that there is evidence that can prove every other religion wrong except Christianity. And they and, and and of course Hindu John would say the same thing, but <laughs> yeah, Hindu John. So would. that would Hindu, Hindu John so. would say it's so great that Ganesh saved you from that car crash, and it's so great that Ganesh used your mother's problems to help guide you to the person you are today. Give glory to Ganesh, right? Well, thanks for coming uh, I'll, on. John. I'll say I'll say I'll say Jesus, but. Uh, <laughs> No, hey, it was it was it was a fun. It's a little different than David Smalley, though, right? No, yeah, you you like I said, you stay completely in the hypothetical in the hypothetical realm. Yep. Um, and that's that's a weird strategy, to be honest. Uh, we uncovered it's not a, a strategy. lot of stuff, though, didn't we? Yeah, we did cover a lot of stuff, and you you posed it so slyly too. Slyly. You, you in the in yeah, so like in the beginning, you're like. So we're not gonna we're not gonna debate. I'm just gonna I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna ask you a few questions, <laughs> but it but it it, it is a debate. It, it's it that was uh, no completely not possible. It was for the most part, I would say very very positive, right? Would you? Oh no 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 absolutely. Yeah. I don't think I don't think debates have to be uh, well debates horrible or malicious. Win, but I'm I'm not trying to beat you at anything here. I'm trying to figure out why you believe this. Well, I think you were trying to tech, technically. I wouldn't say you're not trying to win. I don't think. I think you know you're not going to convert me on here. To but me, I a think... win is figuring out what really is causing this belief, and what would change your mind. And I think we figured that out. Would you? Would you think a win to you wouldn't be um, you the people that are in the con the well. <laughs> The pe the peep the people in the comment section even the people that are listening the fact that maybe you brought up points that 
caused me to pause. Stuff like that. I mean, in 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 these type of conversations, even those little things, they're they're a win, yes. so to speak. Uh, uh, pausing is a win because that tells me that you're actually considering what I'm saying, and you're complimenting me by doing that. If you were just if I was to ask yeah. something, you just go blah, 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 without thinking about it. I'm thinking, he, this guy's just waiting for me to shut up so he can say what he wants to say. But you're actually, you took, you were respectful and took the time to consider my question, pause and think about it. And so uh, that's great. And I think so many times you get people of different worldviews just yapping in each other. Yeah. And this is why I stick to hypotheticals, because it can avoid all that crap. And so instead of saying, you're wrong, John. You know you don't even know what you're talking about with the historical reliability of the New Testament. I do, and blah 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 blah. I say, well, if it were true, that yeah, the Gospel of John, blah blah blah. You know, and that way it's a lot more kinder and safer. And yeah, but and, and this is this is what's so interesting about it is because it, it does it does make me think, but at the same time, it doesn't. Where it's hypothetical for me, it's more so a reality for you. Um, in in how you pose the in the questions, the type of questions that you pose, and how you pose them, and the questions you ask, you're asking from a reality standpoint. You're you're taking you're you're causing me to go into this this completely opposite realm, so to speak. And uh, yes, I'm I'm trying. To it's if I do say so myself, my best questions to you were, what do you think I should ask the Hindu guy next? Yeah. And so basically, I was asking you to put yourself in my shoes. And to me, that's one step in critically examining your own beliefs when you can put yourself in a different perspective. And um, so that's why I like these these types of questions because it's very valuable, and it's something that I think most people don't have the ability to do. Like they don't even want to do it. Like why should I imagine yeah. I'm a Hindu? Like oh, they're 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 wrong. You know why should I imagine being a wrong person? You know, and um, yeah. So yeah, but I'm glad it's you, it's you... it's, a, it's it, it it was an interesting experience for sure, and I, I'd I'd be more than happy to do it again sometime if you if you want, but. Um... We never we, we we never even actually got into my personal experiences either. We we never <laughs> we we never actually went into the type of things that uh like I said it was just it was well, all your mom it was, was all hypothetical. Heavy, and we don't, was heavy enough. Huh? Your mom what happened to your oh. mom was heavy enough. Oh, that one's that's actually not all at the top of my list, but oh. it's okay. Oh, wow. But, <laughs> okay. Well, have a great good evening. <laughs>